Good morning, Canopy. We are gathered this morning across many devices, many spaces, unlike last week when we were gathered across a big parking lot in Westside Costa Mesa. I don't know about you, but for those of you that were there, that was an incredible morning. It was so, so good to be together as a church family, really a family reunion of all our six houses now, gathered together, scattered in socially distanced ways across these circles, these chalk circles in the parking lot. And we're diving into a new rhythm where every other week we'll be there at Family Christian Center. But this is one of those weeks where you get me online. Sorry about that in advance. But I am excited to continue a series, a very short series that Josh started last week uh, that's really anchored in our vision as a church that we've been living in for the last year. We're going to be living into for many years. And it's this vision to, to discover what it means to become people who are learning to live free, a family of house churches learning to live free. And we've talked about that there are really three anchors of freedom, three convictions around freedom that we are exploring together. And last week, Josh started with the first C. They're all starting with C, which helps. Uh, and that is claimed, that we are claimed by God. Part of understanding and living in a freedom is understanding not only who we are, but first, who God is. That was really one of those aha moments in Josh's message, that the first question isn't who am I, but who is this God? And my identity, your identity, is ultimately defined by His and being claimed as His. And so today we again celebrate that not only is He the great and good King who has claimed us, but He is also present with us, and He's intimately engaged in the now even the right now of our lives. And that is recognition that God is with us and we are covered. There's the sea. We are covered by his presence, not just claimed, covered. Now, years ago, the, the founding mothers and fathers of Canopy, of which Lisa and I have that distinguished honor um, with some other great families, we chose the name Canopy. We feel like God picked the name. We had a real peace about that name for several reasons. We love some of the metaphors that it held. One of them we don't talk a lot about was the metaphor of trees. Uh, you know, there can be a canopy of trees, and we love that picture of a group of trees being lives, families, more practically houses that were growing together across our county and growing up in faith, uh, growing deep in a shared root system, but also creating a covering, a shade, a refuge for others to be welcomed in. That's a beautiful picture of a canopy. But honestly, we were, we were more compelled by the picture of tents. We've been studying a people on the move, Israel, as they've been called out, out of Egypt, into the desert, ultimately on their way to the promised land. But they are tent people because they have to keep moving with the presence of God. That's one of the most important job descriptions. Stay in the presence of God, which for them looked like a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. Numbers 9, a passage I know I've referenced many times through the years, paints this picture. Um, and starting in verse 20, it says, Sometimes the cloud was over God's people for only a few days. It says sometimes it was even just less than a day, and sometimes a lot longer. But whenever it stayed, they stayed. And it goes on to say, whenever it started moving, they would have to pack up camp and get moving with it. And that meant being a people that, that could adapt and move with God as he was moving. That was a vision we had for our church, to be those kind of people. And I also love that in Isaiah, not only is it 
God's people who live under the canopies of tents, but God's presence is a canopy to his people. God's presence is a covering to his people. Isaiah 4, 5 says this, Then the Lord will create over all of Mount Zion and over all who assemble there. Again, this is with reference to those in the wilderness. A cloud of smoke by day, a glow of flaming fire by night. But listen to this, over everything, the glory will be a canopy. Isn't that beautiful? Over everything, God's glory, his manifest presence will be a canopy, a covering. We are destined to be a covered people. And we see in Genesis that it's God's presence that, that is covering the formation of a formless world. We see uh, at the outset of Jesus' ministry, as he goes public as the Son of God, it doesn't begin with cool miracles. It, it begins with, first of all, recognizing that he has been claimed, that the Father speaking over him at his baptism this is my son, and I'm pleased with him, but we see the presence of the Spirit there hovering as a dove over that new starting line. And then at the starting line of the early church in Acts, we recognize that the covering of God's presence through his Spirit is critical. In fact, God's people are told, wait, don't go and start church planting and, and doing the work of the church, but wait for that covering, that power to come. And when it does come at Pentecost, we see that it not only covers but invades a gathering of the faithful few who are fearful and then made fearless, but it invades people from many tribes, many tongues. They are covered and filled in ways that are undeniable at Pentecost. And it's not just protecting them. It's not just guiding them. It's filling them and empowering them in such ways that the religious leaders of that day can only step back in awe and, and concern because they're going, wait a minute, Acts 4.13 says it so well. These are unschooled, ordinary men who are doing these extraordinary things. And we see that as the early church is marked by this prayerful dependence and expectancy that God is with us, he has covered us, and his presence through his spirit is going to work through us the raw materials of the church, the natural resource of the early church, are just humble, available, ordinary, but very expectant women and men. And they are given supernatural resource to be covered in ways that also allow them to be conduits, funnels for God's power. To not only be filled, but to be funnels for the power of God. And we get a glimpse of this in many times through the, Paul, the letters that Paul writes to the early church. Uh, you know, Paul is helping these churches find their way forward, much like our church is still trying to figure so much out. We get a glimpse of this in these different um, expressions of the early church in different city contexts. But one of the things that comes up is this idea that we are each given that opportunity to be funnels, conduits of the power of the presence of God. Not just to be covered by it, but to be covered by it means to be filled by the Holy Spirit in ways that aren't just for us. And 1 Corinthians 12 is one of these places where Paul indicates that there are different kinds of ways we are filled. In fact, verse 4 says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord 
There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in every one, it is the same God at work. And it goes on in verse 7 to say, For each one, the manifestation of the Spirit, the presence of God that covers us, fills us, and is given for the common good, for the good of everyone. And it begins to list some of those ways that we are filled, some of the gifts that are given to us to be given through us, of wisdom, of words of knowledge, of, of faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy. It goes to this list. Again, that's not comprehensive, but it lands in saying all of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So it comes from him. He gets to choose who and how and when. It's him determining that, the Holy Spirit. And it's important for us today to realize, I mean, here's the big point, that as we are people learning to live free, part of our journey of freedom is laying hold of not only the reality that we are covered by God, his presence is with us, he is for us, but that he wants to use us. Being covered means he wants to work through us. And that involves gift giving. And that word gift in Greek is, is charism. It just means a gift freely given, a grace gift. It's not something that we earned. It's not something we could, you know, necessarily be naturally born with. It's a supernatural gifting. We have natural giftings, but this is something different. And there are gifts that are, again, not just given to us, but through us. And here's the key that can be confusing, because some of these are ongoing mantles. You know, we know people, I'm going to suggest Josh, this is not a shock, has the gift of teaching. God has supernaturally and naturally given him the ability to communicate God's word in powerful and transformative ways. But there are also gifts that are given, not just as ongoing mantles, but just gifts for moments. We know, we've experienced, many of us, that God loves to give those kinds of gifts through his people, to his people, in unexpected, honestly, very surprising ways. And that's not just for the select few to give. That could be anyone, anywhere, anytime. In verse 11, it says, all of these are at work in the same spirit, from the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. It's up to him. And our job is to be available to that, both to receive those gifts, but also release those gifts through his power at work in us. I love how that discovery, again, means that we can live in very expectant ways, particularly in gathered moments like this. Growing up, and even leading a couple churches. I grew up like some of you in the church, but now I've had a chance to be in leadership in different church contexts. I've been so tempted through my life to think that the most important gifts come from stage moments, even this moment, this virtual stage. As if, you know, the flow of the gifting comes from a hose. You know, I think of a, a lawn and, and somebody out watering the lawn and it comes kind of one directional through one person for the benefit of all. And that does happen. That can happen through teaching and worship and directed moments. But that's not really what we fully see described in Scripture and what's modeled by the early church. And it's certainly not what I've experienced on our journey, particularly in these last years of Canopy. Instead, I think a better metaphor is a fountain that used to be at Fashion Island. They changed it. I don't know why, because it was the best fountain, particularly for kids. 
And my kids loved it. Every kid I watched loved it because it was this fountain that involved basically a flat piece of concrete with a, a lot of holes. And out of any hole in any moment, water could spring out. And so the kids would delight in trying to guess where it would come from next. How could they get in the water? How could they avoid the water? And there was this expectancy as of the water can pop up, flow up from any spot at any time. And our job is just to try to catch it and get wet. And on a hot day in Orange County, <laughs> that is a gift. In fact, Josh, we were talking about it this week, that, that metaphor of that fountain in our staff gathering. And Josh said, I took Elijah to one of those fountains of the Irvine Spectrum. I guess there's one of them there as well. So something good can come from Irvine. Just kidding, Irvine people. Uh, and he had a picture of Elijah, one of those uh, iPhone live pictures of Elijah in that fountain. And I'm gonna try to play it right now. I hope this translates through technology, but here we go. Here is Elijah playing in this fountain where the water comes from any hole, any moment, any time. Check this out. How great is that? We're gonna watch it one more time, ready? Here we go. And I just loved the childlike excitement on Elijah's face. That is something I believe God wants all of us to experience in ongoing ways. You see, this fountain is a beautiful picture of what I've personally experienced for years now at Canopy, particularly in our house church gatherings. There have been so many moments where dry and weary people have received fresh encouragement, healing, wisdom, direction, guidance from those gathered around the room. And it's not just the spiritual elite, you know, really who none of us are, but just the normal available men, women, kids, even who are ready to be that funnel, that conduit that water can spring through. They're receiving God for the sake of not only themselves and others. And we usually wait for moments and say, Lord, what do you want to do? Who do you want to do it through? Often these have been coffee table moments in canopy story and homes where we just say, who needs to get wet? And then who wants to be a part of the refreshing process of helping others receive whatever God has to give. And I'm reminded even of our gathering last week on that parking lot space. When I think of this fountain, it's amazing because in ways it's laid out like a big fountain. Literally, there are these big circles that were distance that became places where God would not only fill them with people, our people, but fill them with power and, and encouragement and an expectancy for whatever he wanted to do, whatever gift he had to give across that parking lot. I love that the, the ministry wasn't just flowing from a stage, there wasn't really a stage, but you know, through a sound system, but it was ready to pop up through any of those circles at any time. In fact, in a really powerful prophetic way, somebody wrote these words on one of those circles. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. I love that. And that is so true. That is what we want to live into is that our freedom comes in understanding that anything is possible when we are covered by the presence of God. Not only in our lives, but through our availability into the lives of others. 
And that can happen in parking lots, that can happen in Zoom rooms, that can happen in coffee shops, it can happen around coffee tables. It can even happen right where you are this morning, whoever you're gathered with. If it's just you, if it's your family, if it's friends, God's presence is covering you. He is a canopy over you, but also his presence is a power ready to work in and through you right now. And we are so excited to be one church of hopefully many discovering what it means to live into that freedom, that expectation together. We are a covered people. He is for us. He is with us. And he is excited to work through us in moments that change us and those that are with us. So that said, let's do that. Even in this moment, it's it's not enough just to talk about it, to lay hold of this conviction that we are covered. Let's embrace it. And I want to encourage you just to open your hands. Keon is going to lead us in a time that reminds us of the gift of the presence of God, the Spirit of God in our lives. But would you open up your hands right now? And almost imagine yourself on that parking lot in one of those circles. And each one of those circles becomes a welcome mat. Not only a funnel for the power of God, but a welcome mat to say, yes, we want it, Lord. We want whatever you have to give us. We're so grateful that we've not only been claimed by you, but covered by you in ways that we can receive gifts that only you can give. And even now, if you're with somebody, you might even pause and not only pray for yourself, but consider praying for someone else. They may not even be with you. God may want to give a gift through you of encouragement, of wisdom, of, of a, a word of scripture, just a picture. God may want you to lay hands on somebody, even from afar, virtually, for healing. Trust that you are one of those ordinary, unschooled, available people that he delights in using. So here we are, Lord. Meet us, fill us, change us, use us. Thank, thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are part of your work and your agenda to transform the world.